High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us now on the line, Dr. Eli Retic from the Department of Political Studies, also a senior research fellow at Begin Sadat Besser Center for Strategic Studies. Doctor, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Hi, Michael. Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me. No, great to have you on board, uh, Doctor, and uh, everything of the best for 2024 as we look now at unpacking the impact of these Houthi attacks uh, taking place in the Red Sea at the, mo- at the moment on all kinds of shipping happening uh, well, taking place within that uh, sector of the world and, of course, its effect on the oil price. So what impact can we expect in the coming weeks regarding the oil price? So the impact isn't great uh, regarding oil prices. And the main reason is that these attacks have already been factored into the price because they have been happening over the past uh, month, month and a half. And so what we're seeing is that oil prices not only are not really going up, they're even lower than they were at the beginning of the war. Uh, On October 7, when the war started, oil prices were anywhere between 80 to $90. Now they're pushing towards $78.00. Um, and so the prices were, were already factored in. Uh, oil shipments that were supposed to go through the Red Sea have already been detoured through uh, the Cape of Good Possibly, Hope in right. South Africa. Mm-hmm. They added three weeks or even a month to the transit, but uh, that happened a month ago. So it's already factored in, and any additional sabotage by the Houthi um, will not really impact that much because the, the, the trade has already been rerouted for the oil market. Okay, but that's now that's a temporary measure, isn't it? That's for now. Yes, I mean it, it raises the prices in terms of it raises insurance prices for the tankers. It causes the oil transit to uh, take longer. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the longer you create the d- disruption, the more time the market has to adjust to it. So it, it has an effect only on the short term. If you do it uh, as a surprise attack once every long time but if you continuously do it for more than a month which is what the houthis are doing exactly then you're you're very quickly losing the effect of what this could happen now this is to say that the red sea and the bab al-mandeb have become much more important in the past two years than they were before that and a lot of this has to do with the war between russia and ukraine right. uh, because europe doesn't want to buy russian uh, oil anymore it sanctioned russian oil And that means that Europe is buying its oil much more from the Gulf states, the Arab Gulf states, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, much more than they did two years ago. And that oil is going through the Red Sea. So instead of uh, Arab oil going to China and India, it's going to Europe through the Red Sea. Um, And that's why the sabotage at the beginning caused much more concern. But again, as time goes by, um, the market is already adjusting to this change. It, it, it would seem, based on what you've just mentioned now, um, the demand for uh, oil, oil products from uh, the Middle East going through to Europe, that this now, the intensification of the, of the, of the Houthi attacks plays into the hands of uh, Iran and all its proxies and from uh, an intended uh, a plan to upset the, shall we say, Western apple cart. Yeah, so usually when it comes to the kind of toolbox that Iran has of using oil as a weapon, usually they tend to threaten to block the Straits of Hormuz. Mm. Uh, Blocking the Straits of Hormuz, that's a much more um, devastating blow because 
over 20 million barrels of oil go through those straits every day. The thing is, when Iran threatens to do that, it's kind of like shooting yourself in the own uh, head because they also need to transit their oil through that strait. Right. Whereas if they block the Bab el-Mandeb through their proxy, through the Houthis, then that doesn't affect them directly because they don't bring their oil through that strait because Europe isn't buying Iranian oil. And that way, the effect is much more muted, but they're not hurting themselves. And that's kind of what they have currently. Indeed. But the, the, two, the two main factors that Iran can control is supply and demand, global supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that demand is, is going lower. Uh, we're buying more electric vehicles. The economic predictions for oil demand in China is lowering for next year. Uh, because of a slowdown in economic growth, which means that there's a lot of oil currently in the market. And so long as there's a lot of oil, then small-scale sabotages of, of straits, unless it's the Straits of Ramuz or the Straits of Malacca, um, won't affect oil prices um, uh, that much. It won't be as significant as Iran would hope for. You sure. can even say that they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, because in the past two years, there, there have been a lot of um, plans to create a land corridor basically build pipelines all the way from the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia through Jordan and into Israel. And that way, getting oil and gas and hydrogen and electricity all the way to Europe, completely bypassing the sea, completely bypassing the Straits of Hormuz and the Bab el going straight through an energy corridor highway to Haifa. Um, because right. of what the Houthis are doing, they're only accelerating these plans. And you're already seeing Saudi Arabia talking about an energy corridor even more than before. So in the long term, Iran has only done damage to itself with these kind of tactics. Indeed. Doctor, just very quickly, do, do you think well, we're looking at prominent Western nations now warning the Houthis about these maritime attacks? Uh, could you see this escalating further into a conflict and, or war being deliberately provoked by Iran, which backs them? Uh, Iran is trying to be very careful not to be directly involved in a conflict. Uh, it knows that it is at a major disadvantage, and it is very willing to have others fight its wars. Um, sure. And so it's, it's, uh, it's providing finance to the Houthis, to uh, Hamas, etc., but it doesn't want to be directly uh, involved. Now, with the Houthis, it's, it's sad to say, but... Um, that would be a good result if this would um, escalate into something a bit more violent it has to because you can't let an organization like the Houthis just block an international maritime strait and not have any kind of effect or or response to it this should be an international issue not an Israeli issue and if the international community doesn't uh, react in force to what the Houthis are doing then you're basically uh, uh, undermining the entire idea of a global trade system. Doctor, just very quickly, we don't have much time. I just want to go back to, okay, so you did outline, you know, that the country's having surplus and not such a, an impact being felt on oil, you know, supply and demand and prices at the moment, but uh, surely there'd be a ripple effect here on goods and commodities in general uh, with, uh, with all these countries which are affected. Yes, it's causing, it's causing delays. Every shipment that it's supposed to get from uh, the Gulf or Asia to Europe is taking one month longer. And perhaps the country that's um, getting hit the most is Egypt. Because if uh, uh, ships are not going through the Red Sea, that means that they're not going through the Suez Canal. And a big part of Egypt's budget is dependent on transit fees through the Suez Canal. So the country that is being hit the most is, is Egypt. And it will have right. an interest to... 
uh, end the war between Israel and Hamas as much as possible and, uh, and, and assist in, in fighting the Houthis. Um, because financially it's it's being hit pretty hard right now. Doctor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon just to give us uh, your views on these Houthi attacks uh, on maritime traffic, uh, which is affecting uh, oil transportation and oil supply to the rest of the world. Dr. Eli Rettich from the Department of Political Studies, also a senior research fellow at Begin Sadat Besser Center for Strategic Studies.